0: All right, everyone, welcome back to the unofficial Willy Wonka podcast. This is our episode
1: number seven, Seven Costanza.
0: That's, that's quick math also. So this is our seventh episode. Um, very happy to be back. Uh, my name is Eric. And um, I'm Ryan. As we are co-hosts of this podcast.
1: Equal hosts. None of us holds any power over the other. We are still, in fact, at your house. We are uh, mm-hmm. in a disclosed...
0: Well, the last time we hosted was... last Our last podcast uh, was in an undisclosed location. Yes. Which will remain undisclosed. Undisclosed. Uh, but now, we are back at my house. Um,
1: but we each have new microphones.
0: We have brand new microphones. So, for those who don't know, and this is my, my best friend told me this, not Ryan. Ryan is my. He's a, he's so close to best friend, but he's not my like number one best friend. My childhood best friend. I'm talking about. He told me about a, a site called Wirecutter that reviews all kinds of you know websites and uh, website all all kinds of things. Lawnmowers, whatever whatever it is, you name it. And the Blue Yeti microphone from Logitech was rated one of the best podcasts for my for best microphones for podcasts. And we bought. Two of them, and you will see a noticeable difference or hear a noticeable difference, rather.
1: Do I make your Mount Rushmore of best friends? Yeah. Well, well 100%. Man, I wasn't expecting you to answer so fast. I'm, I'm actually honored that you said that. Um, I was willing to go as far as like first or second team, mm-hmm. all friends, you know, like an NBA team, like starting five and then you're back up five. But no, you said yes pretty, pretty immediately.
0: Yeah, I think so. Um, you know, friends fall on and off. And I might have friends that might listen to this podcast, so skip it, all right?
1: Well, let's just say this. Let's just say this right now, okay? If you had a MySpace page...
0: You're top, you're top eight. I'm up there. You're yeah. top eight, definitely. Wait, no. was it a top eight? It's top
1: eight. All right, yeah. Well, then you're in my top eight. Absolutely. 100%.
0: Hold on. Am I not in your Mount Rushmore? me. <laughs> listen, man, I have excuse, a lot of friends.
1: Excuse the fuck out of me. <coughs> I think uh, it's safe to say that you would... Be considered for the Mount Rushmore? Yes, absolutely. I haven't written down shit on paper. Plus, I got a lot of pe- friends who listen. And then you're right, like you said, your friends like they might not be your friends after listening to this right now. All right, so so we're just gonna quit.
0: Here's yeah, here's the de- here's the deal. All right, as um, a, a president might say, um, we are living in a post Wonka world. Mm. Okay, Ryan and I. Have both seen the Wonka movie, and this episode that you're listening to is going to be the official, our unofficial official review of the Wonka movie starring Timothy
1: Chalamet. Chalamet. And as my wife pointed out to me last night, um, we've already laid this down in the in the intro episode of this podcast about what this podcast is and what this podcast is not. And uh, this podcast is about the Gene Wilder movie. And we go on to say several times in our previous six episodes that this is not a Game of Thrones podcast. This is not a podcast about the show 24. This is not a Seinfeld podcast. This is not a Seinfeld podcast. This is not about the uh, movie that shall not be mentioned starring Johnny Depp. Um, No. No. Uh, This is only about Gene Wilder. Yet here we are reviewing...
0: And we have a pretty good justification for this.
1: Well, because it's current events.
0: Yes, and. Yes, and, which is a a key principle of improv. But um, the fact is, the movie that shall not be named is in a way in direct competition with Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory because it's a remake. It's redone, right? This is a prequel to Wonka. So it's different. And, and in that way, we allow it.
1: Yes. And you might even say that it's in the same universe. Uh, I actually don't know if it's officially in the same universe. Um, but this is absolutely after having seen this movie. This, that I mean, a- It is a prequel. After, after
0: seeing the movie, no doubt in our minds, this is part of the Wonkaverse. And in a way, in, in, in multiple ways that we may not actually have seen. But there's a lot of Parts of the Wonka movie that do pay tribute or homage. Uh, homage? Homage?
1: Well, I think it's homage, but some people like to put that H in there because there's an H and mm-hmm. say homage. Homage.
0: It sounds like cottage. Does it sound right? Cottage. Like Homage. Oh, no, anyway, it's sound, that, pays, that pays tribute to the original Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory movie. So we're going to give you our um, review of it, what we liked, what we didn't like. So this is, by the way, stop, stop listening now if you don't want spoilers. Also, stop listening now if you are already bored, because it's, it's probably going to get more boring.
1: Wait, all right, so you got about probably like 30 seconds to maybe 60 seconds left. You don't have to stop listening right now, but uh, because I do want to throw out this stat, because this is our seventh episode, Lucky Number 7, or some people like to say Lucky Number eleven. Yeah. I think that was a film. It was a good movie. Seven was also a film. Seven was also a film. What's in the box?
0: This is not a seven podcast. All right,
1: but uh, since this is our seventh episode, there's a stat that I want to throw out there that 90% of all podcasts end after seven episodes. And then 90% of the ones that continue after the seventh episode stop after seven more. So um, if we're talking about, the amount of numbers of, or sorry, if we're talking about the the number of episodes that podcasts have, that usually end, we're talking fourteen. So this is officially our halfway mark to do or die. Yes, uh, and we ain't gonna die. Let me tell you that. We're determined.
0: <laughs> I'm sorry. I just thought something really funny that I okay. forgot to mention to you. <laughs> um, going back, to, we are not gonna die, and um, but
1: not actually die. Yeah, I mean, you know, the
0: podcast's not gonna die. Yeah, but. Uh, just, just to give you guys an idea of um, <laughs> the the quality of microphones that we were using previously, I had bought them off of Amazon, uh, and they were okay microphones. Uh, I just recently watched, um, in the Navy as we call, a training video, uh, and they used the same brand of microphones that we had as props to throw against the wall. So that's kind of <laughs> to give you the idea of, how much of an upgrade we have in this on these microphones? A training video. So, yes, but you're <laughs>
1: saying that these are props that they throw up against the wall. <laughs> yes, like they're like they're So they're not they're, that great. No, they were not great. I thought you said this was like the coup de gras no, 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 of no, no, all no, no, microphones. No, the ones that
0: are old ones. The old ones. These are good. Okay. Uh, our new. Yeah. The, our right. old ones. Yeah. No, these are good. Okay. They so we're
1: dealing with like the Bentley of podcasting ben, microphones right now.
0: You're dealing with like the Audi. <laughs> okay. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Like a, like, like a 2024 Audi?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Previously, we were using a 2000 and, let's see, pandemic was 2020. So a
1: 2020, um, Mazda. <laughs> Plandemic, out, right? Out, outlander. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> well, fun. Uh, so, shall we? I think we shall. Okay. All right. Chalamet. <laughs> that was good. Chalamet. Just bringing out all the references right now and the puns. Um, so just so everybody at home or in your car or wherever you you are listening, know um, this is our organic, legit first time giving our opinions on this yes. movie to each other. Yes, I have. So uh, full disclosure: Eric saw this about a week ago. I saw um, it.
0: Yeah, I, I, I couldn't see the day it came out.
1: Yeah, um, but uh and i just saw this yesterday and when i say yesterday that would be for all listening at home again that is uh december 27th the year of our lord 2023 my
0: Um, my, my best friend's birthday birthday best friend
1: oh yeah who yeah uh wait (laughs) huh who's your best friend oh oh you mean the one that was telling you about yeah about wire about wire cutter got you got you okay um so this is our. So I I asked Eric last week, like all last week, I kept asking him, I kept trying to get him to like budge and give me something on this movie, not necessarily spoilers, but like how'd you like it? What'd you think? Did you like it? Was it good? Was it bad? You don't have to tell me specifics. And he just kept giving me this little smirk, and he said, I think I'll wait until you see the movie. And I was like, okay, great. So last night saw the movie. I texted him. I was like, yo, just got out of the theaters, just saw it. And he goes, I think I'll wait until the podcast recording to tell you how i felt so again this is the this is our organic uh first time that we are discussing uh what we did or didn't like um about the film i've only talked about it with my wife who i saw (coughs) whom i saw the movie
0: with and the bartender at the theater um i went to the alamo draft house uh here in woodbridge yeah fucking great um they have like a full-on bar and like full-on like me like menu and they delivered to your seat it's it's cool, but so I saw that like they have like a full on bar, so we saw at the bar, I talked to the bartender afterwards about it, and that's that is it. I've talked to two other people about how I feel about this movie, not even my sister whom I just recently saw
1: and i'm not I haven't told anybody how I feel because you know because they all listen to this they <laughs> as do they at all. least a thousand other people right it's
0: it's we are Ladies and gentlemen. We are at at about a 1000 th- a downloads out of 6 episodes. So
1: thank you for everybody who has been listening to this. That's uh yep. I don't know, for for two schmucks with uh, some average microphones mm-hmm. who have since upgraded those microphones. Great microphones now. Yeah. Uh, we do appreciate everybody who's listening.
0: And now you can't now I didn't like download, delete and then re-download to fudge the numbers. Like some people claim about elections, but like <laughs> there wasn't like there wasn't like a fake electors thing or like ballots, you know, multiple ballots. No, this, these are real downloads to our knowledge. Okay.
1: Okay. Um, I would say now, now, if you haven't already turned off the podcast, if you don't want spoilers from this film, wait another five minutes while we
0: ramp up. No,
1: no, <laughs> now is a good time to just maybe skip to the next episode or listen to one of our previous six amazing episodes but uh, i would not listen to it's the rest five. of this podcast until you see the movie wonka um unless you don't care about spoilers and you just want to get some expectations and yeah. you know you want to hear about what we think about it um before you go see it which is a fair thing some people don't mm-hmm. really care about plot i know people who don't care about plot yeah <clears <clears <throat> just one know the why um okay uh i think it's fair to say that when we were reviewing the trailer for this movie. Uh, I basically shit all over it, right? Correct. And uh, I had very low expectations going in. I get, I got Mary, uh, Mary, I got major um, Harry Potter vi- uh, like vibes about this movie, and for me that was not a very positive thing. Um, I was hoping for something maybe a little bit like darker, um, and well,
0: so I think well, let's to our to, to the best of our knowledge. Let's before we give our overall review, let's okay. kind of let's start from beginning, all the way to end, and so on and so forth. Just our notes, and then we can give our like, we can give like a one out of ten score for each of us. I think
1: okay, that's and, fair. And
0: then you can do like points on it. You can do like you can do blank point
1: eight. You know what I'm saying? But I can give like things that I like throughout us yeah, talking about it. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: All right. So I think um... so the movie. Opens up with a song, right? Yep, yep. It opens up with Chalamet as Wonka on a boat, right? Getting ready to pull into harbor at somewhere, somewhere right? Yes.
1: Um, for those who are soundtrack fans, the name of the song that it does open up with is called A Hat Full of Dreams. Um, and to me, I got major like Pirates of the Caribbean vibes yeah. uh, because he was on a boat standing on the top. And, uh, was it the first Pirates of the Caribbean or it was either the first or the third one, one of them is, you know, where he was on top of the boat and triumphantly like came in as the boat was like sinking. And then he just stepped onto the pier. Do you mean Caribbean? What did I say? Caribbean. I did say Caribbean and I actually meant to say Caribbean. I think strike that. Reverse reverse it. it. Yeah. Sick callback. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Um, but yeah, it, it, uh, so it starts off with a fun little number. Mm hmm. Hat full of dreams, and he's just arriving. Into he's arriving port.
0: in port talking about <clears throat> how he's going to, you know, essentially
1: sell chocolate, and he only has like seven shillings. has so uh, six shillings. He actually refers to them as sovereigns. Sovereigns, and he has twelve. Twelve. Uh, sovereigns. Yes, and then yeah. throughout the number, he keeps having to pay for things.
0: You know, shoe shines. He gets fined for standing around in the corner by the or in the. Plaza by um,
1: he drops like a pumpkin and then he has to pay, to pay for, for one that. of those so uh, yep and then he ends up not and then he ends up with no sovereigns at the end zero sovereigns z- zero, zero sovereigns, z- sovereigns. Uh, which is interesting I wonder if um, and I may be getting ahead of myself here but if you remember in in uh, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory when Slugworth would come out and he would always you know flip his like dollar bills yeah. and he would say ten thousand of these <sighs> Right? Yep. Were those, in fact, sovereigns? No.
0: A sovereign is actually. I'm sorry, that was a hard no. Okay. Let me. Uh, no, Ryan. Uh, no, uh, sovereign is, is actually like a coin. It is a coin. It is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well,
1: good. I just got edumacated
0: right there. Um, and, I can, and I base that off of only my, my only other reference of sovereign, which is uh, the sovereigns that came in James Bond's uh, briefcase. Uh, in the movie From Russia with Love. Mm. And he had 50, 50 gold sovereigns in each briefcase.
1: So is that a British uh, like term? I think... Or is it just another word for currency that is in the form of a coin?
0: I think it's like currency in the form of a coin. Mm. I'm not sure, because I think like when it comes to <clears throat> British currency, it's like a shilling, shilling and pence and all those things. Not Mike Pence, like pence, like a <laughs> currency.
1: Right. Okay. Um, did you notice how in, while he's singing this song, um, and one of the things that I tried to do while I was watching this movie was catch subtle references to the first film. And one of the things that he did while he was singing was he went down the staircase that he was walking and then he went up back a few stairs and then he went down the staircase again. That was very Gene Wilder esque when they were walking into the chocolate room. But that was the first thing that I caught. Um, that was a, a callback to the original movie.
0: Your memory is going to be a lot fresher on that, so I'm looking forward to all the other callbacks. I know we we definitely have some noted, but um, I was uh, really I wasn't paying attention as much to the callbacks, just quite that at that yet. Yeah. I was trying to absorb it all, but yeah.
1: Well, I mean, yeah. that, I mean that's that's fair. I I happened to see it by myself. Um, my wife took the kids, and so she just let me go and see the movie. So I happened to just be watching it um, alone. So I was able to just be like in my thoughts right there. And I just like busted out my phone and I just took some notes as I was watching the movie. Um, right. But so then he ends up on a, on a bench <clears throat> yeah, alone. So he ends up, up with, cold.
0: He ends up with like one sovereign or like I almost, I think none. You might, you might have one sovereign. I,
1: I think, I think so. He did have one and then he ended up giving it away for something. And I can't remember what that was.
0: He had, no, you know what it was? it was a it was a unhoused woman and her son That's or, right. or child rather and asked if he, if she, if he had any money and he gave i think he gave her the last of all of his money right so and then he and then like Ryan's saying he ends up in a be- on a bench and this is like wintertime. It's, it's cold it's cold in this um region that he's in and um he's on a bench and he's like he's opening up his um briefcase his oh uh, no not, not briefcase what's what's another word for you no know, I think I think it might be it
1: it is it is uh, referred to at least in the soundtrack as Wonka's case Wonka's case so yes. like
0: this is like a big it's a case like it's a big boxy leathery um,
1: imagine like, I'm sorry to, like you uh, know that. like interrupt but imagine a snake oil salesman yeah right and they set up shop just in the middle of nowhere and they just open up this this big like box or this big case which is. About the size of a suitcase, <clears throat> yeah, and um,
0: it is it is very old timey suitcase big.
1: Yes, and he has a bunch of chocolate items or things to make chocolate with in there.
0: It's a, like, it's like a carry on, old timey like a carry on size suitcase, but old timey big, boxy, and like leather bound.
1: Yeah, yeah. And he's making himself a drink.
0: He's making himself, yep. And but he end, runs into a stranger who like kind of overhears him. Like he's like, hey, you're not gonna sleep on this bench, are you? Uh, and, and he's in, a
1: big like creepy looking man. Yep yeah, with like a imposing almost. And you know? Definitely imposing. And he has a dog.
0: He does have a dog. Who so I think the the dog finds him first? The dog
1: does find him, yeah.
0: And then um So, you know, Wonka's telling him, I'm gonna sleep here and the guy's like, No, you're not gonna sleep here. Come and we can put you up in this, you know, bed and breakfast and we'll get everything figured out.
1: Yep. Yeah. And then he goes into the bed and breakfast place, um, and there's a lady there by the name of Mrs. Scrubbit. Yep. And uh, Mrs. Scrubbit is classic. I'm just going to throw out the term like British, bad, like teeth. Cock- Cockney. Oh, yeah.
0: Very much of a caricature.
1: Yes. Um, and she basically says that you can stay here tonight for only one sovereign. And he said, Well, I'm sorry, but I don't have any sovereigns. And, and she said, Well, here's this contract. If you sign it, you can stay here for free, I and then you like, have to pay us tomorrow yeah. for one sovereign.
0: I think it was they gave him like the entrepreneur rate, like yes, this, like something like that. Yes, you know, like some special
1: rate. And uh, and there's a little girl there, who you know is we like presume to be somebody that works for them, and she whispers to Wonka and says, "Read the small print."
0: If she's trying to yeah, she's really trying if, to get to him. So if oh, you hold on, actually, we should back up a little bit okay
1: because this is
0: a part that I didn't like oh okay alright so um, I think when Wonk she asks him for something right Wonka puts his hat his top hat very similar to <clears throat> Gene Wilder's mm. onto the counter mm-hmm. and starts pulling um, like the like the endless like thread or um, like chain Scar- like chain scarves of scarves yes, of handkerchiefs right Wonka is not some bullshit, phony, fucking magician. He's not (laughs) doing this low-level, fucking sleight-of-hand magic
1: magic bullshit. But he does claim to be. When he introduces himself to Mrs. Scrubbit, he said, I am something of a magician, a chocolate maker, and he says something else, and and I can't remember what the third thing was.
0: And that's, and that's fair. And that's all that's fair. What I'm talking about is that this being a prequel... Yeah, you just like, don't like that that was a thing. Basically, listen, you know who does that? Yeah, magicians do that. You know, you know who also does that? Clowns. Clowns do that. <laughs> fucking clowns. Wonka is not a fucking clown. Yeah. Okay, he's a... He is... He's a dreamer of dreams. All right? Like, yeah. I'm not...
1: No, he, he was... Uh, Eric is right. He was definitely pulling out... He was pulling out teapots and other things like magicians yes. pull rabbits out of his hat. But, um, so that, so that was a thing. Um, for me, it didn't really, I didn't like it and I didn't hate it either. It, it was just kind of there.
0: That, so that annoyed <coughs> me. It's like Wonka's not a clown, so he shouldn't be doing this. Yeah. Um, anyway, so yes. So back to the hotel check-in.
1: So the hotel check-in, right? So this little girl whispers to him, read the fine print on the contract. Wonka opens up this contract and it is extremely long.
0: it is it's it's comically long.
1: What was the old um from like the printers in like the nineties, right? When when you'd get the like was it perforated yep. paper? Yeah. Where where your entire you know, today we get these eight and a half by like eleven reams of paper and they're all separate. Of right? course
0: you know the of course you know the paper size.
1: I mean eight and a half by eleven is a very standard size of paper. Yeah. Just because I'm an admin guy, that doesn't mean but anyway, uh, <coughs> so so um, if you remember back in the '90s, they had that like perforated paper that was all like conjoined by these long like edges, which like conjoined them all, and they were like you know you could yeah. like flip them open, stack them up, like stack them like that, right? So that's what this contract was, and very much like in the original movie with the contract that uh, Willy Wonka had all of the children sign uh the print was very big and very fine at the top and then as it went down it got smaller and smaller and smaller in the font yes uh and the little girl whispers to him read the fine print read the small print and uh he goes to he said i i'll just give it a once over yep and then they you know mrs Scrubbit and and the big guy i still forget his name
0: uh, I'll, pull up, I'll pull
1: it up right here. Uh, but he he looks like he's about to go and like hit him over the head with like a mallet or something while while he goes to like read this yeah, because
0: in case in case he didn't because buy obviously him on
1: this it. contract whatever he's Tom reading is Davis bullshit as Bleacher Bleacher that is his yeah. name M- yeah I think it, I think they just called him M- Bleacher Mister Bleacher or Bleacher I think it was Bleacher okay Bleacher so this contract was obviously bullshit and the little girl was trying to tell Wonka this and Wonka reads over this contract. And, quick. and he says, looks like everything's in order. And then they don't hit him. And then he goes and he stays in the room. right?
0: So he stays in the room and then... So then the next day, you know, he... Uh, it kind of ends there. Like he's in a nice room. And the next day he goes into the town square. Um, where you you kind of see all the other of the chocolate well people are shopping around yeah but you kind of see some of the other chocolate cartels as we've previously discussed and now the, and now this is accurate to the um this is accurate to the book also I'm sorry quick uh backtrack in the opening credits uh they credited like a rolled doll production or something like that so that was part of like one of the, the screen um caps yeah before the movie came out so this is you know True to roll doll, estate or whatever. So you see like Focal Gruber, you see Prodnose, and then um, the other uh, and Slugworth, of course. And so Wonka goes out there and he kind of does a whole show and dance to sell his chocolates. He
1: does this. He does this whole bit because he has uh, hovering chocolate, mm-hmm. basically, yes. right? And um, you see Slugworth up in his. Store And he tells his assistant, call the police, right? But he's out there doing like a song and dance, which there's another, um, song that
0: another full on song.
1: Yep. Uh, I just want to say as we're going through this, I love the songs. I thought the songs were, I thought the songs were great. Um, I disagree. Okay. Well, we can talk about that later, but this one was called you've never had a chocolate like this. And, um, so he, he ended up giving chocolates to all of these people. And one of the things that these chocolates did was they made you hover or they made you fly, right? Very briefly, yes. Very briefly. And I did take the note of, because I believe it was Slugworth that said something like, these people are going to be like hurt or something. Yeah. And he made the comment, they're completely unharmed. Which from the original, you call that unharmed? Harmed, yeah. yeah. So that was, a, that was another subtle... Call back to the yeah. original movie, um, yeah. So
0: no. they all try the chocolate, and
1: um, <clears throat> he made some money on it, right? Yeah, he, and because then the police do in fact show up.
0: But so Slugworth and Prod knows they try it, and they're like, "This is absolutely." the most 100% like worst chocolate i ever had in my whole life and then yep. and then Wonka's like oh yeah really well how do you feel now and that's when they started hovering
1: hovering yes
0: so then everybody and then everybody started to buy it right right and then after that the police showed up and they confiscated all of his earnings right for like for, for busking whatever whatever you want to call it but he
1: know. but he did plead with one of the policemen and said can i please just have one sovereign just to pay for my room. Yeah. Because if you remember, that was part of the contract that he signed, was that um, he could stay in the room for free for the night, but then the following day by 6 p.m., he had to pay one sovereign, right? Yeah. So then he ends up going back to the hotel, and he gives Mrs. Scrubbit his one sovereign, and she basically says, not so fast. You incurred some other fees as well. <coughs> so, they,
0: yeah. Yeah. They, they unv- she unveils the contract, all that stuff, and... He ends up owing 10,000 sovereigns. And the only way that he could pay it off is by working for them. Uh, so.
1: Yeah, because they gave him like a glass of gin. Yeah. Uh, he used their fireplace. He used their mini bar, which he was a bar, bar of stair. soap. Yes, he stairs. used their Yes, he used their stairs yeah. and they charged him for every stair up and down. Yeah. And it ended up being 10,000 sovereigns. And they basically just pushed him down a garbage chute.
0: Down the garbage down chute. Down the
1: garbage chute. And he ended up uh, landing in this like a pile of laundry. Mm-hmm. So I guess it was more of a laundry shoot, right? Yeah. And um, there were like a bunch of people down there.
0: Yep. And so you meet the other. Really, th- these people are the supporting cast. So you have like um, so Noodle is down there. Who's the um, the young girl from earlier who tried yeah. to warn him about about uh, reading the fine print? She is who we had mentioned in our previous review of the. Of the park of the trailers as being you know one of the many people of color in this movie, so that was you know refreshing to see.
1: That was refreshing, and I I do also like compared to the first one, right? Um, there was a much more diverse group of people, but it was still not in a named country. Correct, and their accents all varied.
0: Did we skip over in the opening song his? Uh Like recollection of, like being by the river with his mother.
1: No, that doesn't. I I don't think that comes until he talks to Noodle up in his hotel room. So, or his like whatever, like the bear room or whatever.
0: Spoiler for for thirty minutes in this podcast. But um, so that and there you meet um this guy named Apicus Crunch who is an accountant who has been trapped there. You meet um uh. A name named Barbara, who's silent and like doing all the laundry, as well as another another person who is also stuck there. Piper Benz, I believe. So you mean if, if, uh, and also Larry Chucklesworth, uh, who's a comedian who's stuck there. And I and I I love that guy. I I thought he's probably one of my favorite characters in this whole movie. He's like he's he's this bad comedian, makes jokes about like having many ex wives. He only has one ex-wife. Like it's a very it's a classic character of a bad comedian. Mm. And uh, uh, I thought all of his like like stupid like lame cliche jokes. Yeah, because they are so cliche. It, <clears throat> to me, made that funny.
1: That's interesting because I didn't really care for his character. Huh. I didn't think I didn't think that his jokes were bad enough to be funny. Fair enough. By the way, I so the third ex-wife thing. So he made a joke about his third ex-wife. I expected people in the audience to laugh. Crickets. crickets nobody in the in the audience in the movie theater that i saw this at was laughing another by the way this is a double by the way oh uh another thought that i just had about people in the audience when i'm watching this i have a new pet peeve at a movie theater and it's one that is a very obvious pet peeve that like a lot of people have but i just haven't experienced this i guess because maybe i haven't taken my kids yet to go see a movie Mm -hmm. because they're you know two and four so i just feel like they're going to come and like ruin the film um but, uh, man, there was a family sitting next to me, and they brought their, like, one-year-old. I mean, had to be. Why? And, and the kid was What's whining f- and crying throughout this movie. Oh, my God. And I was just thinking to myself, like, how can you have no awareness that you're ruining this movie for other people? There, there were absolutely times in there that I was like... Maybe I should just walk out of here and just go to like the one that's like 30 minutes after. But then I was like, no, I'll be stuck in the same situation. Um but and but the, so the thought that I had was when you have children and you start going to kids movies at the movie theater, maybe it's just the norm to walk into these theaters and just have kids with like screaming babies and stuff. I mean, why even bring a I mean, I get the
0: well, hold on. I I guess I get the logic in it that there are other like there's other there are other younger kids like in that in that family right yes but they're they're older than that yes so what are they gonna do no H- hire a babysitter for the one-year-old well
1: you know what you mm-hmm. don't do you don't bring the baby to the yeah. movie theater like i'm sorry there have been so many times like i used to be an amc like gold like member yeah. you know what i mean because i used to go to the movies all the time by myself with dates then when i got married and like you know, with my wife, like all this stuff. Right. But, um, fucking once I had, yeah, bragging. right. But, but once I had kids, you know what I stopped doing a lot going to the movies. It just did. It just stops happening at least for a long period of time or you don't go as frequently. Like it needs to be like a date night where you yeah. have a babysitter or something. Cause you don't want to be those people and bring infants or babies to the fucking movie theater.
0: I, I agree. Um, I agree wholeheartedly. You know, I, uh, not that uh, I don't have kids. Um, that's okay. That's, but you know what? I understand, you know, p- families, I, I have respect. I get it, you know, but there are, are a few areas I believe children do not belong. Young babies, you know, under, let's say what, two and a half, three probably shouldn't go to a movie. Mm-hmm. Like I think by that age, you're probably able to have like, f- like formidable memories of a, of a movie like that or they, at least to enjoy a, a film and be a, quiet of a children's movie of a children's movie which is designed to like entertain kids right, right? also uh, breweries and wineries don't bring and bars don't bring your fucking kid to any of those places I can't tell you how many fucking breweries I have been to that families bring their whole fucking kids there and they're like all over the cornhole boards so just like standing on top of them throwing the bags in them this is a place that sells alcohol for 21 and over. Keep your fucking kids away from there.
1: I just want to say that uh, this podcast is firmly rated PG-13. We've exceeded our fucks by, I don't know, probably six or seven. So we might have to pay a little extra fee. Yeah. Um,
0: to the... Uh,
1: to the chocolate to cartel. Thickle, yeah. And to Prodnos. By the way, Prodnose was the third chocolate yeah. car- cartel member. Um, I had to look his name up because I didn't even know what it was. 'Cause I don't think they mentioned prodnos at all in the, in the like original movie.
0: You no, know, they only meant no, they only you see Fickle Gruber's name on right. like on an advertisement. In like the chocolate bars and stuff. I don't think you see prodnos at all. Yeah. So um <clears throat> but anyway. Sorry. You know so, mid uh mid, kids.
1: Mid Podcast rant. Okay, so um I mean we are really getting into, like, the specifics of the movie, not so much, like, a review. or kind of, like, oh, yeah. going through, think, which is which
0: is fine. I think, yeah, uh, probably need to pick up a little bit
1: here. Yeah. Th- uh, okay, so just some other um, notes that I had written down. So, basically, uh, after we get introduced to, like, Wonka's, like, team for the movie. That right. Is, you so, know, yeah,
0: he's, he's down in the basement. He's trapped.
1: Right. Um, he goes up to, like, to his room, and Noodle comes in and tells him that he's never had chocolate. Or that she has never had a chocolate. Yeah. And he's like, What? Yeah. You've never had chocolate. And she's like, She's also like, orphaned too, by the yes. way. Yes. And she's like, still haven't. <laughs> you know, yep. like, st- like still <laughs>
0: not Which by the way, that's that that is uh that's a um pet peeve of mine as well. Is that she's like, I never had chocolate. And he's like, You never had chocolate? She's like, Yep, I still never had chocolate. Like
1: like It's a very common reaction. If somebody were to tell... And I know that you would say this specifically. But if somebody said, Sorry, I've never seen a James Bond movie. You've never seen a James Bond movie? Nope. I still haven't seen a James Bond movie. Like, okay, asshole. I didn't grow up the
0: same way you did. Like, I... I Fuck. That is one of my biggest pet peeves. Is when people are like, You haven't seen Godfather? You can't even call yourself a New Yorker. Like, fuck.
1: When we went to boot camp, we had people who had never seen Snow. Yeah. And for me, coming from Columbus... That's a very normal thing to see every year is snow. So I was like, "You've never seen snow?" To you know, and, yeah. and that's a very common reaction. And I'm allowed to have that reaction. Like I can have a double take there. Yeah. Um, but anyway, that yeah. being said, so then Waka uh, opened up his case and um, basically gave her a piece of chocolate that he like created, mm-hmm. and he had all these little, like, like jars uh, or like shots. All these like, ingredients. Of, yes.
0: From from region specific things,
1: and they're not like salt and pepper. They're like magic looking things. They like are lightning in a bottle, and like the is, sunrise exactly. and things like that.
0: It is literally lightning in the bottle. It is also milk from a giraffe. Which yes. Is part this, he, which is yes part of this. Yes,
1: yes, he does use. Yes, he uses a lot of uh, unorthodox things. And um, I just made this th- this thought of like because the piece of chocolate that he made her was supposed to make her have like positive thoughts and like ideas of how to like escape mm-hmm. from the situation that they were in. And I was just thinking to myself, so he basically like drugged this chick and gave her NZT-laced chocolate. You say
0: chick. She's a child.
1: This kid. <laughs> child. Full-on This, Full on this kid. little girl, yeah. Probably
0: she's, 11 years. Eleven, I think 11 or 12.
1: Not till you're 12, son.
0: Not till you're 12, son. Um, I think she's like 11 or 12 or something like that. But.
1: Yeah. So he basically gave her like NZT-laced chocolate, and by NZT, I'm referencing the movie Limitless with Bradley Cooper. Which is the pill that made him like infinitely smart. I just
0: know. recently saw that movie.
1: It's like for the first time? Yeah. Like, You've never seen Limitless? You've never seen Limitless?
0: I did, <laughs> it, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a good movie.
1: I, fu- I thought it was a fantastic you know movie. I've seen it a number of times. You, you
0: know what it's not good enough for? What's that? To make a fucking TV series out of.
1: Mm. Which they did. They did. And Bradley Cooper was in it. No, um, no, he was absolutely in it. Is he in? He it? was not a main character, but he did show up from time to time. Okay, he was I'm running sorry. for senate. I'm sorry, and I, presidency. That's
0: right. He didn't. Yeah, that's right. I, I'm sorry. I thought you meant like he was like the main character. He
1: was not the main character. No, no absolutely not. um But it was. But this th- is. I'm sorry. Hold on. This is
0: not a limitless podcast.
1: This is not a limitless podcast. And we no. are
0: and we are. All right.
1: Anyway, <clears> so he's in the. <laughs> okay. So. Um, (laughs) so basically for this movie, Wonka's trapped in this place, held down by these people by contract. And he's thinking of ways to like escape because he's in this town to, to sell chocolate. He wants to
0: make a fortune by selling chocolate. That's his whole business because, because I think this is where he reveals it to Noodle is like his mother.
1: Yes. His mother. He has vision. He, so we basically get a flashback to when Wonka was a young boy and he was traveling with his mom. In a boat, basically, you know, down a stream. Which I thought to myself was very much like the Chocolate River in the first movie where he has Wonkatania, Mm -hmm. right? Um, And it did look kind of like that. But um, his mom used to make him the best chocolate ever, right? And then she says to him, uh, you know, there's a secret to, like, making the best chocolate ever. And he's like, what is it? And she said, I'll tell you when you're older. Mm-hmm. And then shortly after that, she got sick and she died. Yeah. But she did leave him with a chocolate bar mm-hmm. that said Wonka on it, which is their last name.
0: Yes. And very much in the font of, of Wonka. It's the, you know, the Wonka font.
1: So. Yes. That you've seen in the like original film and in this new one here. So, um, right. So he basically works with noodle. He needs giraffes milk to make these new like chocolates that you know is going to wow the town because he's, out, he's because he's out of chocolate because he's out of milk but but also but why is he out of chocolate Oh well we have oh uh, because yes thank you for bringing this up he's out of chocolate because somebody keeps stealing his chocolate in the middle of the night
0: the little orange man with green hair
1: Right yeah and he's never met this man and he doesn't know why he's there or who he is um, and
0: noodle doesn't believe him at all
1: no noodle thinks well maybe you're just eating your own chocolate maybe you're like sleepwalking basically mm. and he goes oh yeah that does make more sense you know yep. uh but we come to find out that it is a little orange man with green hair mm. uh, and then we're introduced to the like oompa loompas later around, on. a little bit later in the film but uh so anyway like he goes on he um they they go to the zoo and they basically drug the like attendant with some more chocolate. Yes,
0: right? the, the chocolate. I think he calls it like a night out or something like that. Yes, and, and it,
1: it basically like it takes you like a night on the town. It's
0: like three or four. It's like he describes like three or four drinks. It's like the first layer is a Cabernet Sauvignon, such and such, such and yeah. such, and then it's a then it's a this and then it's a that. So you know the the zoo attendant uh, guard you know gets gets drugged. Passes out, and they go, and they... I think this is also another number as well. I think he's singing as well. It's like a slower song? When, he, when they're getting the giraffe milk? Yes, yes. Yeah.
1: Um, In fact, that one is called... <sighs> Willie and Noodle at the Zoo is literally what it's called. Oh, no. Sorry, there's a uh, there's a preface to the actual song that's called For a Moment, which, yeah. if I had to guess, uh, this would be... if If this soundtrack had, like, singles... Uh, that were like released on like the radio, uh this would be one of them. It is a beautiful number again, yeah. in my opinion. Sure. Um, so they end up getting the giraffe's milk mm-hmm.
0: they got giraffe's milk to make chocolate so that, he, yep, yep, and they get back
1: and they make it right <laughs> they make it right? and then he but what Willie has to do is they have to report for roll call in the morning and if they aren't found. Then they're going to be charged even yeah. more sovereigns and such and such. So, uh, Willie report he reports for roll call, and then he comes up with like this elaborate plan to escape for the day and go and sell chocolate. Yeah,
0: it involves um, <clears throat> Bleacher's dog, all that stuff. And yeah. um, so, they do come up with a plan to sell chocolate.
1: By the way, there was a, just a little minor note here. This has nothing to do with the first one, but um, there was a trolley that passed by, mm-hmm. uh, and there was a number assigned to that trolley, and the number was 23.
0: You know, for some reason, that number has no significance to me.
1: Yeah, well, that's that's just too bad.
0: Actually, no, no, it's my favorite number ever. Uh, oh yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> um, yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, okay. So, um, meanwhile, mm-hmm. the chocolate cartel—Fickle Gruber, uh, Prodnos, and Slugworth—all basically pay off this cop, who was played by Keegan Michael Key. Uh, yes. To keep tabs on Wonka, who they. Um, presume is going to keep selling this chocolate because he doesn't want them ruining what they have.
0: So Kiko Magaki did a decent job of this, like of acting in this movie. Oh, I thought,
1: I, I thought he was fantastic. Yeah. In fact, he was one of the, to, to me, he was one of the more funny characters that I found was pretty humorous because his big thing was they don't, they didn't bribe him with money. They kept bribing him with chocolate yeah. because they had this endless supply of chocolate
0: so yeah, this is a, this this really is a very kid friendly movie. Absolutely. So like instead of bribing with you know money, but you know they they do chocolates. We'll
1: give you a hundred bars, and then and then he wouldn't he wouldn't like budge. It was, it he said those, no, I'm those sorry. Another song and dance. Yep, yep. And then they kept you know offering him more and more chocolate to basically do their dirty work for him, right. and makes him like a dirty cop, right?
0: And also, what and then, Prod knows, um, you know, one of the chocolatiers. They kept you know in insinuating things or like having like an innuendo of like we want you to take care of him and then prodnos would always so he would always read the the subtext it's, he would make he would make the subtext text so someone's like we take care of him like we mean you we want you to hurt him like y- yes and then and then he
1: would say like until they die yeah, and like, and he kept <laughs> saying this and it's like jesus like, like
0: okay Prodnos. yeah we get it bro yeah. like so
1: uh fickle Gruber kind of, also had kind a thing funny. Fickle Gruber's thing was he hated the word poor. Yeah. Anytime that you'd reference poor people or that you would even say the word poor, he would go, Hur! like he was going to up you. You'd retch, like, yeah. Like throw up or whatever. So um, know,
0: there, there are some,
1: some okay jokes in here, um, but all right. Uh, okay. So, and then right, like um, the movie goes on, we go on to the scene where Willie leaves out this jar of chocolate and like as a, as a trap he's trying to catch the Oompa Loompa, right?
0: I'm trying to make sure... I'm sorry. I'm just trying to make sure that we didn't skip anything. We, I don't think that we
1: skipped the whole lot. So no. Maybe I, we I think did, they
0: did make chocolate, and I think he does go out there and sell some. He does. He, and then, he actually sells a bunch. And then he does escape through the manholes.
1: Yes. Yes. So um, the older gentleman who he was working with, I forget his name. Abacus Crunch? Yes, Abacus Crunch. We find out that he used to be slugworth's former like accountant basically yes. and he was the one who told wonka like look like this guy's dirty he keeps these books but then he keeps this this other set of books which is his actual all funds of his, all of his bribes all of his all bribes of those, and man. everything and they keep it down in this vault like oh underneath we uh, we skip underneath that, the church we
0: skip that whole part of it when they're they're bribing the officer but the officer got there through the church yes through mr bean who plays the the priest
1: Yes, the actor, gosh uh, darn it, why can't I remember his it. name?
0: We have it. We have it pulled up here. No, no worries. I used
1: to watch Mr. Bean as a kid, but the actor who plays Mr. Rowan Bean. Atkinson. Rowan Atkinson. is the He's the priest of this church, but it's really a fake church. It's not, you it's, know.
0: Right. It's a fake church that— Or at least it's a corrupt It's a corrupt church, church that Rowan Atkinson is under—he's under, he's on the take as well. In order to get down to the secret layer of where these three chocolate cartel members are at... Yes. You have to go into a confessional booth, give the priest, Rowan Atkinson, Mr. Bean... Chocolate. A piece of chocolate, and then he will like, ch- like Pull turn, a lever. turn a lever, and then you go down. Yeah, And the chocolate in this church is guarded by, I think, what they said, like 500
1: uh, chocolate-addicted monks. Everybody, so, basically... You know, as an adult, like real life, we all get um tempted by money or you know, like things of that nature, but this is a kid's movie, so just replace that with chocolate and like that's what this movie was, you know. Yeah. Um so anyway, um he's trying to catch
0: So now he's trying to catch the orange Man yep. with green hair, who is an umbaloopa.
1: And who is, is famously played by Hugh who, Grant. Who grant. Yes. So
0: he ends up, he does contract this it's somewhat of, it, it's a trap. It's a booby trap. It's not a full-on.
1: Um, it's a trap, man. He can fucking a catches trap. this guy yeah. in, a, in a, a glass jar. What's
0: it called? One of those machines. Um, oh, gosh. A dude.
1: trebuchet. <laughs> I just made that up. It's no, not a trebuchet. It's
0: like one of those elaborate machines to, like, to perform a function. It's a yeah.
1: uh, a, Rube, a Rube Goldberg
0: device. But it's not that. Wow,
1: good callback. Yeah,
0: it's not that. But he ends up getting trapped into a glass jar. Yes. That's and by the way, so here, all right, and here's like one of the. uh, Okay. Um, Who Grant playing, Oompa Loompa. They have him almost at like shin height. He is very, very, very small. Yes. He is not Oompa Loompa from original Wonka movie small.
1: He's like at your knee, and he also advertises himself as being a large Oompa Loompa.
0: Right, he does.
1: Which we which we do later find out he was actually lying. a smaller one, and he was lying.
0: And, and it's by a joke. Like he's like, oh yeah, I'm at you know the average Oompa Loompa was like, you know, thirty nine inches. I'm thirty seven, so, so, something like that. Yeah. Um. So he kind of says, you know, he, he, hey, why you been stealing from me? All this stuff, and this setting the history of that. He got all of his cocoa beans from Loompa land All like five of them that were like supposed to be under heavy guard, and who grants Oompa-Loompa was in charge at the time of the tree and fell asleep on the job, so they exiled him until he could properly make up for all the cocoa beans lost
1: a thousand times over.
0: Yes, I thought that. Yes, a thousand times over. So he has been stealing from him over the years. And he once again, uh, who Grant? Uh, did, did they give him a name? Lofty. Uh, Lofty.
1: You're yeah. right. Lofty uh, was his name.
0: Yeah. This is uh, this is Oompa Loompa as credit. But I think you're right. It's Lofty. Yes. Yes. So Lofty is the
1: name, and then like he tricks him again, and he escapes with the chocolate. But when he let so so basically he's like talking to Wonka about all this, and he tells him the story and then he sings he, a song by the way he, and, he and sings a song
0: it's a good it's a good Oompa Loopa song it's it was, in it's and in it the funny. style it's in the style of the original
1: yes with slightly changed lyrics to this one and what i thought was funny is that once he started to like dance he was like oh sorry like I've i already, already started, started dancing yes. i have to keep going now and then um, but he he basically made Wonka think that they had a deal and then he took the chocolates anyway and then he said good day sir and then he goes wait and he turned around and said I, I said good, good day. day which so, again is a callback from the first one
0: it's a great callback um, something that we did skip over is one of our I think joint we okay listen we briefly okay we we started here, here's the here's the deal alright here's the thing here's the deal alright we we started talking about the movie right before we started recording and we're both like hold on no we can't do this but we both did mention the double huh, which is kind of funny. So I think that happens before, uh, when he's like brainstorming with noodle. It okay. does. Yeah. It's like, he's like, huh? Like, Oh, nothing. Oh, huh. Uh, huh. A double huh. Right. So like, that's kind of, kind of one of the funnier parts. Of no,
1: sort of uh, like, uh, it absolutely was. It was like one of my favorite parts too. And it, and it did happen twice in the movie. Um, cause you know, you'll just be talking to somebody yeah. and then you'll have a moment of silence. And if somebody goes, huh, and then you'll say what, and then somebody will say Nothin', no, no, nah, no. Nah, yeah, nothing. Like nothing. it was nothing. Yeah. But if they go huh again, like, they address that and said that's a double huh. Yeah, like, you know. And so that was kind of funny it's because they clearly had a thought. I think noodle. Or an idea. I think noodle had that. She did. Yes. And but then Wonka had it. And yes. if you remember, the, the light bulb. like turned on over his head, yeah. which was a little bit of like symbolism, if you will. Yeah. Um, but then that later happened. I will. What's that?
0: You said, if you will. And I, if you and will. I said, oh, well, thank you. I will. Thank you.
1: Yeah. Um, and, and it does happen at one point later on in the movie. So let's just pick up on the story here. Yeah. So, um, okay, so he takes back the chocolates. I said good day. Um, Wonka ends up continuing with his little scheme. He keeps escaping. He eventually gets the money to create his own store, which is right across from... Uh, Slugworths and like fickle it's, it's
0: in the town square it's where he set up shop in front of, and now he's like he finally has enough money for the rent of it so uh on okay, he doesn't have the money yet, so hold on, no, he does have the money to set up shop, but they have to escape for it,
1: and they do escape all of them do because they're all escaping through the yeah. I thought talking about get when they Through get, the, when get the shop set up. Um didn't Noodle like surprise him with that? Mm.
0: They all surprised him with that, <clears> I think. Yeah. But Okay. Because I think I think they finally did calculate they it. It had enough money.
1: Oh, this is what they did. Because they turned Mrs. Scrubbit and Bleacher. Right. And yeah. they put them in love with each other yeah. uh by some like shenanigans and that like distracted them and they were all able to like escape and I, then I'm get just out. getting so I'm getting a
0: little caught up, I think, on when they were when he was sent off on the boat.
1: We're not there yet. Okay. Right, yeah, let's keep going. So they eventually so so the cop, right? So Keegan Michael Key, um, his character Catches on to what they're doing because Wonka does do another musical number in the street and he goes down this pothole. Not a pothole, manhole? Manhole. Yeah. So he goes down a manhole and a part of his garb gets caught in between the manhole cover mm-hmm. um, and he like pulls it up and he knows, oh, so this is how they're getting away. So he basically catches on to their plan and he informs Fickle Gruber and Slugworth and Prodnos about mm-hmm. this plan. And they eventually go to the Scrubbits, and they and, cue them in on this too. Yeah. Um, and they eventually sabotage Wonka's new store that he has, which is a huge hit on the first day. So right?
0: I, yeah, that's what I'm trying to think. That's where I'm getting caught up on. It's just yes. like, is so the sabotage happens before he gets sent
1: off on the, yes, okay. it is. It is. All right. So he opens up the store. All these people come That's in. Right. He has You're these right. like magical like candies. You you know you can eat the basket. You can eat the cup. He, et, so you know. he
0: does eat the cup. Very similar to again another tribute to the original, where you know Gene Wilder does bite the teacup. Yes. Um, uh, there is we do see a boat in a river, very similar to Wankatania. Like it's a, it's, a, it's a fake river, like with like cardboard like, moving up and down. Yes. So you see like a boat like that, and huge massive success
1: yes yes uh in fact there's another song a world of your own another single that's probably or that would be a single um, on the soundtrack um but one of the customers is about to walk out he's the first one yes and his hair turns blue and he grows a blue beard Mm. and he's like wonka what is all this and wonka takes a bite of one of the like pieces of candy And he basically, uh, what does he say? He was like something sweat, like Titan sweat. Yeah, Um, something like that. Anyway, basically he's like, this has been poisoned. This has been like sabotaged. And then everybody in the store that's had any of the chocolate or any of the candy. Hair is growing Their hair turns a different color. Their face turns green. Yeah. Yeah. And so basically they all riot is essentially what ends up happening. Um, and the store gets caught on fire and what was a huge success is now an epic failure. Yep. And at the very end of that, the chocolate cartel walk in and basically say, we just did this to you. And I think Fickle Gruber in, in a bit of a, like a comedy moment basically says, we did it, you know, yeah. just like admitted it. just like out of themselves. Oh, well, prod knows. Prod knows. It it it.
0: Like, it's a shame this happened, I like, guess, because we did it. Yeah. Something like that. So everybody else goes back to the hotel. Yep. And this is where they make him the deal. This is kind of like the low point, you know, this is yes. after the story's arc. that like, hey, we have enough money here to pay off everyone's debt to uh, Mrs. Scrubbit, including Noodle. Yep. And we will pay it all off if... You leave town and yeah. never come back,
1: and never make chocolate again.
0: Never, never make chocolate again.
1: And in in his uh, commitment and his loyalty to Noodle, he does accept because we see him getting on this boat. Mm-hmm. He he like takes the money. There's a scene of um, Noodle and everybody else who was working in the laundromat. Basically, they got set free except for Noodle. Mm-hmm. Noodle was actually the one who was kept there uh, because it, they, they offered the scrubbits an absorbent money. amount of money. To keep her there.
0: Which we'll find, we'll we'll just, we'll just, um, talk about that here in 10 minutes or so. Yeah.
1: Um, and so the next scene is Wonka going away on this boat and he's basically saying, like, I'm sorry, Noodle. Like, I didn't, I didn't mean to, like, hurt you. Right.
0: Was Noodle there? No. No.
1: No, He, but he's like saying it. Yeah. You know, just as a, Yeah. you know, so now he's on the boat. He's really speaking to the audience, but
0: he's on the boat. Um, and it's outside. So his seat's outside. Uh, and he is joined by the Oompa Loompa. Lofty. By Lofty. Yep, Lofty shows up. So Who Grant um, does an okay job in this role, right? I, I understand they wanted to use him because he's an actor, so he can deliver these things, and maybe they couldn't find a little person who could have delivered the same way that Who Grant may have. But, you know, I don't know. Maybe there, maybe there was, and just didn't fucking look hard enough.
1: So anyway. Dude, I thought he was fine. I mean, like what like what, for for a digital uh like two foot and a half nothing cartoon and also like realistic CGI version of a of an Oompa Loompa, like I thought I thought he did a great job. Okay. I thought he was fine. I know we had our like reservations before um and our disdain for how could you possibly take this role, Hugh? Yeah. Who but. do you think you are? <laughs> uh but I thought I thought he was fine. But um so he shows up on the boat, yep. right? And then we get our other huh, double huh. So, right? Because he realizes that
0: but well, but before that, oh, go who, for it. who grants like, "Hey, you're close, man. We're almost done. You're you almost paid me off. You just need I just need one more jar and then we're settled." Yeah. And he's like, "Well, too bad, dude, because I'm not making chocolate anymore." He's like, "All right, well, I'm going to follow you anyway." So that's when like he, and you might see in the trailer, like, he, he, he has this whole little setup as well. He's like laying down in this like reclining chair. Like he's going to go to sleep. Yeah. yeah. And he's like, and Wonka's like, huh. And then Hugh Grant like pops up, like, what? Uh, nothing. Okay. And then he goes back down and he's like, huh. Like, all right, double hunt. Like, what's the deal? Yeah. Right. And then he devises this whole plan or whatever. He kind of has an idea come to his head.
1: No, that's when he discovers that. So, um, one of the things that I think we forgot to mention 40 minutes ago was that Wonka can't read.
0: Guys, we are film... Listen, listen, <laughs>
1: listen. it's fine. Listen, so... <laughs>
0: We've both, we both only seen this movie once.
1: Okay, when we go back, okay, to where he was reading the contract where he said, everything looks to be in order... Holy shit, we,
0: we, this, is a, he, this is a major subplot This is like a forgot. huge like I'm subplot, sorry,
1: was that Wonka can't and read, and that's and why people. it all escaped him, and that's why he was captured in the yeah, first place, because, because he, he couldn't read he in the fine print. Read.
0: Well, okay, and that's, you know what? Bullshit. All right, Gene Wilder is a fucking brilliant man in the role. I don't believe for a single second that, as an adult, that he couldn't read.
1: But he was a young adult in this movie, and as a child, he had his mom in a boat, and his mom died of, we presume, some kind of a cancer or something. So who—I mean, there was nobody there to teach him how to read, so he just— he he even like admits in the movie he's like, I focus my time on making chocolate, not yes. learning how to read.
0: Also, noodles <clears throat> teach him how to read this whole time.
1: So Noodle teaches him how to read throughout the film in very like small doses, right? It's not a major plot, but it is a it's an important subplot. And the double huh that he comes to on this boat is that he he realizes that Noodle um, has the same A that yes. Arthur Slugworth has. Yes.
0: On, as, as a ring and or necklace. So yeah, I think, yes. Yeah, yes. And you know what? On that note, we're going to take a quick break. All right. we'll be right back.
1: And we are back. Thank you for listening to that word from our sponsors. I just want to ask again, are we paying that guy? Are we paying like our sponsor guy? Um, or our sponsor company? S-
0: no. Still um, not. It's <laughs> kind of a, I don't want to say it's like a, uh, are you familiar with the term um, blackmail?
1: Uh, yes, I am.
0: Uh, it's, it's kind of, so it's kind of like blackmail where, um, I'm being forced to do something and if I don't do it, then I'll get a negative result. Mm. So it's similar to that.
1: Until they die.
0: Subling. Yep, exactly. So I have to, we have to have sponsors, uh, tell you about, you know, my pillow or whatever it is until.
1: Blue chew. <laughs> Blue chew. <laughs> yeah. All the good stuff. Yeah.
0: Uh, yeah. Black Rifle fucking coffee company, whatever the fuck. That's a dumb. That's a dumb coffee brand, by the way.
1: So is my pillow. Not a coffee brand, but for the pillow. Yeah, yeah.
0: I'm also not a fan of any um, like big veteran gimmick, uh, brands out there. Like there's like the, the Hotel Tango, uh, brand of like liquor. They do yeah, uh, whiskey and vodka. Like and it's like in the shape of like a flask. Yeah, not a fan. I'm not a fan of that gimmick.
1: I'm I'm not a fan of people um I shouldn't say this as a blanket statement because I'm sure I could find some exceptions but I'm just not a fan of overall people using their prior military service as like a reason why I should buy your shit. Yes, you know, and like is what like do you want me to do that out of like pity or to like support in like quotes right now to support veterans? I mean are you really that bad off if you were uh, prior military service, but now you have this thriving company of like coffee, coffee beans? Unless
0: this is a veteran owned business and every employee is also a veteran who may have been on the verge of being homeless and you're sourcing it from you in the A, maybe I'll be interested. But otherwise, stop using service as a gimmick. And this is coming from two people who are also potentially service people.
1: <laughs> potentially. And, potentially. Yes. Um, but I will also say this: It doesn't mean that they necessarily have a bad product. I just hate the pity me, buy my stuff. It's like the it's like the tipping. It's like the automatic tip. Yeah. At the restaurant, like don't just you know let me tip you because I want to tip you. Don't just put it right in front of my right. face.
0: It's also okay. It's one thing to be veteran owned and that being like a small like label. On a product Sure But to make that the whole The whole thing That is your spiel this, The whole thing is guys You know No That's That's an instant turn off
1: Unfortunately I think it works
0: And also For those in the military When you like, Get something that says It's military grade We know That, that goes to the lowest bidder <laughs> that's, that's bullshit <laughs> So like We're not gonna buy the Oh military grade Oh Oh no Thank you I'm gonna go back to dawn. Like, I mean, pretty much
1: anything that's military-grade, is that's not a good thing. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like we don't get the best yeah, shit. Yeah, the
0: Ford F-150 series, military-grade, like, oh, yeah? Okay, I, I don't want that anymore. I mean, they
1: literally get their stuff from the lowest bidder, yeah. because it's the government. Exactly. When, you know, you can, you can replace the word government with military, but it's the government, you know. And the government wants the cheapest thing that they can find. Yes. Anyway. Anyway.
0: Wonka can't read guys <laughs> we've had some
1: pretty good rants on this episode, and I got more, but i'm I'm saving them for future episodes um so anyway, future episodes well, yeah, we're only on episode seven. we're oh, planning no. to take this to the to the moon, you know oh, at at least fifteen episodes that's the standard if you know yeah. in my opinion um anyway, what's no, we're good we're okay good. uh so so here we are in the movie, right back to the movie Wonka. Um, Wonka comes to the realization that Noodle may have some ties to Slugworth. Yes. Because of this letter A.
0: That's, that's what that's what causes him to... Right. He has
1: that realization. And then he has the suspicion that something doesn't seem right. Something's fishy. And then he checks to... Uh, to or he wants just, to go talk to the, to the captain of the boat. And <clears throat> there ain't no captain on the boat. Just a bunch of dynamite. It's just a bunch of dynamite. There's a bomb. So that's when Lofty jumps off the boat and so does Wonka. Yeah. And then we see from a distance, the boat explodes
0: and the chocolate cartel sees that. And And they think that Wonka is dead. Yes. Right.
1: Um, But as we know, he's not because he swam Uh, in which another comedy moment, moment in the film, which I thought was, was very funny is when we find out that he didn't in fact die. He says um, that during his swim back, he came up with the perfect plan that uh, everybody could use to that, um, you know, they could basically overthrow the chocolate yep. cartel and then sell his chocolate. And he goes something to the effect of, and on mile four, it's when I finally realized. <laughs> and I can tell you this, as a swimmer, four miles is a long fucking swim.
0: Oh, yeah. I can tell you as a non-swimmer, that's a really fucking
1: long swim. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, anybody who swims the mile is a distance swimmer and that's just extremely difficult i mean in high school as you know because that's as far as i got a 500 is a distance swim which is not even close to a mile a mile is like 1500
0: dude michael phelps is not even he he's never even swam four miles in a row
1: no no uh i I also have no basis of knowledge for that well i I highly doubt that i don't Um, i don't want slander but michael phelps was not a mile swimmer he was a I mean, he, he actually swam a myriad of events. It has gold medals in almost all of them, if not all of them. But yeah. uh, if we're talking about people who swam the mile, we're talking about like Katie Ledecky. Yeah. Um, for those of you who are swimming fans. Yeah. Um, or, or Olympic fans
0: in general. Or just American Olympics in general. Yeah. You know, Simone Biles is coming back for 2024. Is she really? Yeah, it's going to be in Paris. Uh,
1: you know, I saw something on the socials uh, the other day. Her now husband... Uh, um, Owens is the last name. I don't know. Yeah. I think he's a football player. He is on um, the uh, on the on the
0: Wisconsin. They they on the, on the Green Bay Packers.
1: They they met on I think Tinder or some like dating app, and wow. he didn't know who she was. Oh my god! That's according to him. He said he didn't know who, who she was because he was doing football stuff. He was, he was busy, like, practicing, watching film, preparing, lifting weights, doing what football players do, and so he didn't have time to watch the Olympics. Because if you think about it, right, gymnastics, Summer Olympics, Yeah, so he's, she was, he's prepping for the fall season in the summer. She was big in, like, was it 2016?
0: Was the Olympics yes, I, I think she was big in?
1: Yep, and then in 2020 she bowed out due to, like, mental health reasons.
0: But like I think that was her first time, and she I and mean, she did amazing. And I remember like kind of like being a fan of her since then. And by fan, you know, f- loosely following her. Yeah. Also because she's like ridiculously cute, you know yeah. that too. Um, also, this is not a Olympics podcast or a Simone Biles podcast, as much
1: as I want it to be, or a podcast about swimming in general. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, however, Wonka does have some. Uh, he has some distance swimming in yes. his background as we found out in this movie um but that being said so he jumped off the boat he came back he uh he got noodle out of like the scrubbits right right so okay so
0: before he gets before he does come back everyone gets released from the hotel except for noodle right that's 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 revealed Yeah. she's like obviously pissed about it you know we but. we
1: like established that right
0: yeah <clears throat> but just like for timeline wise, time wise especially since you and i are kind of like a little messy right now on to where this is our subplots and all that shit but.
1: um so the scrubbits basically release everybody and then they throw noodle into what i interpreted as like the chokey for anybody who's watched matilda um oh Basically, great, like great movie. right. So, like the Trunchbull would, who was actually very much like Mrs. Scrubbit in this film, very much, would throw the kids in the chokey. This is like her version of that. It's It's
0: isolation. It's, right. It's the um. It's the chicken coop.
1: Yes. That's. But it was very high up. Yes. Um. And then we realize. And, and then while she's in there, Wonka appears. Yes. And says, "Hey, Noodle," and she's very happy to see him.
0: And all the other people appear as well. Yes. Like, so he gathers. He gathers everybody up. They
1: get her out, mm-hmm. and they go on with this plot. And they yes, they essentially conjure up a plan to oh God. This, get the oh. giraffe back from the zoo, which they do.
0: This whole plan is crazy.
1: And they release the giraffe into the church where Mr. Bean is at. So what part of the scam, and here's another part
0: of the plot that we kind of skimmed over, is that the chocolate cartel has been scamming their customers out of their chocolate for years— By selling them what was less of the chocolate and then having a, what would be a... Profits, basically. Yeah, a reservoir of, like, liquid-rich
1: chocolate beneath the church. Which, which they have been using some of that to buy off all of their, like, dirty henchmen. So, they've been skimming from the top, from the
0: customers, and then all that other stuff.
1: Right. Um... So the plot is to basically, from Wonka and his team, is to basically spoil that for them. Yes. Right? And get, you know, the scrubbits out of business and to set Noodle free is essentially what they do. So they conjure up this plan. They get the giraffe from the zoo. They drive the giraffe in this gigantic crate-looking thing that's as tall as a giraffe to, to the church release it in the church right before they're um, about to have like a funeral ceremony. A funeral ceremony. for like the Archduke of something. Franz Ferdinand, you know, yeah. something like that. And, um, and then, <coughs> so they release the giraffe. Um, and,
0: and then Mr. Bean calls the zoo. Is like, or no, what, what happens is, <clears throat> now, I'm, I'm not gonna get too deep into this, no. So what happens is he calls somebody, They said they said like a fake number. Yes. Oh no.
1: Because one of the one of the one ladies at the hotel that work workers, with them used to be an operator. Yes. One,
0: exactly. It's, again, we're getting really far into detail on this, but she used to be an operator, uh, like one of those old timey operators. So she's able to like reconnect or redirect a call to the comedian who like picks up and acts like he's a zookeeper. Is like, oh, don't worry, we'll send a team over. Um, so they send over, you know, the team from the hotel. So they send over Abacus Crunch. And um, the other one, I'm sorry, I'm forgetting her name right now. And they go to go, you know, wrangle up the giraffe with uh, with Wonka and noodle getting in there under the guise on this distraction. They get into the pulpit, not the pulpit, into into the confession, confessional, into the yep. confessional booth, and they go down beneath, underneath and go down to where the chocolate cartel meets up with.
1: Because what they're trying to do is find the actual bookkeeping. Correct. That has all of the names and all of the real numbers so that they can show the police and say, look, these people are all corrupt, right? Um, And of course, when they go in there, the villains are waiting, Mm -hmm. and they find them down there, and Slugworth and Fickle Gruber and Prodnos lock them in this room, and they're basically going to flood the room full of chocolate with Wonka and Noodle in there, and they're going to drown them. And they end up... Until they die. Yes. <laughs> That's and, the plan.
0: Until they end up very similarly banging on the ceiling like they do...
1: With the fizzy lifting drinks. Yes. Thank it, you for the and, callback.
0: And the and the first Wonka
1: because I Because I thought the same thing. Um, so the room floods with chocolate, and Wonka, by the way, this is a very small uh, thing that does actually um, have an effect in the end, but... He's like, if we're going to go out in chocolate, this is mm-hmm. going to be Wonka chocolate. And he puts a bunch of like ingredients that he has in his pockets into this chocolate. But as the room is flooding up, they start saying, help, help. And they, and they look above and they see that their ceiling is actually the floor to the cathedral. Yeah. Um, and Lofty ends up saying, basically, you're not going to get one over on me. Like, I'm going to get this chocolate back. And he basically saves Wonka yes. and Noodle. Yes. And um, he basically like drains the room of the chocolate so they're able to live and Wonka and Noodle come back up to the top and they find the book and they're able to give the book to the police. Right? Yes. Um and then that spoils the plan of Fickel Gruber, which by the way, right before they right before so when they locked them in the room, Wonka had that jar of chocolate. He like magicianed his way and had this jar of chocolate, which they all ate. Because while the chocolate cartel does not like Willy Wonka and what he's trying to do to them, they do still love his chocolate. Mm-hmm. And they're very much like, addicted to it, just like everybody else is. And they ate all of his chocolate. Well, what we find out is that was the hovering chocolate. Yep. So then they start hovering, and then the police are able to catch them because they can't flee. Yeah, because they're flying which, in the air.
0: By the way, so Kiko Magaki, <clears throat> who's a corruptible constable, if you will. Uh, that's alliteration for those who are tracking that. He's the
1: chief of police. Yeah. Constable too. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So anyway, they're like, uh, I'm not sure if, you know, you know, I'm pretty sure we can look, let, let you guys go. Uh, and the, the very same cop or, you know, chief or, or policeman who gave Wonka the $1, or sorry, the one shilling is like looking at the book. Is like, no, no guys, we're going to do this. We're going to do this by the book. He's looking at the book of, like, all this, like, stuff. Like, arrest them all, you know? So, like, he kind of has, like, an ally there. Um, and then same deal with the priest. They all pretty much get, you know, all the corrupt people get round
1: up. Right. Like, you and, know. It, well, and then Keegan-Michael Key's like, you know, that's right. Lock him up. And then he goes, let me see the book. And he goes, I'm sorry, I can't. Well, why not? Well, because your name is in here, yep. too. And another funny bit about Keegan-Michael Key's character is he's bribed by this chocolate throughout the movie. He keeps getting larger and larger in size Yeah, to the point that we might buy fat, not like, you know, growing in size. No, it's because he keeps eating the freaking chocolate. And the last scene that he's in, I I think it is, is where he gets out of his police car and a bunch of chocolate falls out too. Yeah. There's like a a pile of chocolate and the, and the wrappers and everything. And, um, which I thought was, I thought was pretty funny. Um but then you know, Wonka and noodle come out, and they spoil it um another another cool part too was um we learned that noodle's mom is still alive so that's and so that's yeah
0: that's a that's another part of this big part not a part of it, big what we also skipped over is when they're trapped down there, they reveal i believe that noodle's father is slugworths brother.
1: It's Slugworth's brother because Slugworth um, ends up saying that his brother was a romantic Mm -hmm. and, I mean, for lack of a better term, he just couldn't keep his dick in his pants. And he ended up um, having a child and that child was Noodle. And um, so Slugworth is Noodle's uncle, right? Mm -hmm. uh, Right.
0: Yes. And and Slugworth wanted to keep Noodle out because she's poor. So he's like ashamed. So, and the, she's not the ultimate heir. No, she's not the heir to the, to the factory.
1: No, no, not. But I thought maybe they, maybe they had dabbled in the heir thing. I don't um, think so. Because so. that would really fuck up the Wonka, Wonka
0: universe. Because that would completely, like, eliminate Slugworth as a competitor. Right. I think, I think we might be messed up on that. Anyway, the point is, Slugworth's mother is still alive.
1: No, Noodle's mom is still alive. Noodle's mom
0: is still alive. Um, so they find that out. And then I think that's where we hear like pure imagination.
1: Uh, pure imagination does come back it's like a, it's at, like at a, the it's very a, It's a rendition of it. It is. And it's a beautiful rendition of it. Um, it right. It's, it's not the same, but it's the Timothy Chalamet version um, where basically. Um, oh, so we learn what the secret was. From Wonka's mom. At the very end, yes. So it flashes back to his mom writing on this golden ticket he, that she put in the chocolate bar.
0: And he only reveals it because
1: he gives out chocolate to everyone at this funeral, right? Because yep. there's a large people who have gathered. And it's now all the chocolate that had come up from the fountain that he yep. made Wonka chocolate. Remember, he, he was made, putting he all He made the, into Wonka chocolate. Yep. so now he sees all these people
0: and in the crowd of people, he sees like the image or like he sees his mother. Not really there, but he sees it. Yes. And she's like kind of giving like an approval or a nod, a nod of approval. Like, yes, you've done it.
1: Right. So now he feels. And then he has his Wonka bar that his mom had given him and he opens it up and he looks and inside is a golden ticket. Mm-hmm. and on the front it essentially says and i'm and i'm going to paraphrase here um it basically says the secret is not what's in the chocolate and then he flips it yeah. over and it says it's about the people who you share it with right um and then there's this big like emotional moment his mom shows up on the screen it's in his mind right yeah um i I mean that. That's fine. Yeah, I mean, I thought it was a beautiful scene myself, because uh, I I had kind of thought, you know, it was kind of like the castaway moment of like, mm. if you remember in the movie Castaway, I don't. He, uh, no,
0: I no, With I I've seen it. Tom I Hanks. Don't Jay, Tom Banks? Tom Hanks. <clears throat>
1: yeah. Um. Which didn't really come to fruition, but if you remember in the movie, there was this box. He opened up every box that he could find right. on on his like island, except for one with a set of wings on it, and he didn't open it up. And there's been like renditions and like parodies of him like opening up, and there's a cell phone, and you know. Yeah. Um, but at the end of the movie, he like basically leaves the package on the address when he finally gets saved, and says something like, "This package saved my life because he, you know, it was." It was the Wonka bar to me. Yeah. It was this thing that he had been holding on to for the entire movie. And of course, inside was the secret that his mom had promised him at the, at the very beginning of the movie, right? Um, and then we see Lofty approach him and deliver the line. So shines a good deed in a weary world.
0: Which is another callback to, 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 to well, Willy, yeah, Wonka. Willy Wonka. I, I, it is not in the book. So no, no.
1: But it's Merchant of Venice, correct? Right? And um, that's when he says, you know, Wonka tells Lofty, "I need more than just a store. I need a factory." Mm-hmm. And then he lays out the vision with the rendition of pure imagination, yep. and uh, it, you know, basically goes through him building this chocolate factory. Mm-hmm. But it, you know, it's very like CGI'd and cartoonish, but it's the it's the idea of him just like building it there. Yeah. So. I think that was about it. Oh well, and then there's a little post credit scene which yes. is where Hugh Grant does a little oompa loompa number mm-hmm. and he updates you on all the side characters. And they all went back to their lives
0: and they did lived they did, happily they, ever after. Yeah, they yeah. Did, exactly. So
1: Um And then the Scrubbits got I believe they got like arrested and yes. stuff. So And because
0: they, they tried to conceal the evidence of the poison by drinking it, but they got arrested, so it all wraps up. Um is now time for our review on a scale of 1 to 10 10 being Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory alright that's our 10 for, for the scale All right, so it's, it's impossible to achieve a 10 unless you're Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory the original movie I'm gonna give this a 6.3 out of 10 why um <clears throat> so 6.3 holy shit
1: that's real specific
0: i think so um i was almost i was going to go closer to 7 but i backed it down timothy chalamet's first of all i don't like as much i don't like that that there's many that the that there's that many songs in there like mm. full on
1: musical don't need that this, this was a little bit more of a musical like yes. the first movie obviously had its songs but i i don't believe it to be a musical but you could if you wanted to, you could definitely call this movie a musical it, because of the number of songs. It
0: opens, it opens with a song. Yeah. You know, um, I don't like the amount of songs that are in it, and then the acting in general, specifically from Chalamet and from Noodle, fell very flat. Mm. Now, I, I understand that Noodle is a child, preteen actor, um, but conveyed zero emotion through her face through the entire movie really didn't like I think Charlie did a much better job like showing excitement all this stuff Noodle was flat Chalamet was flat not great there are some decent jokes in there that I did appreciate um and some emotional level I know when her being you know Noodle being reunited with her mother was fine um and, you know, Keegan-Michael is was good. And some of the callbacks were good. And Hugh Grants was, was good. <clears throat> Other than that, not it's not, it's not... it's not a bad movie. It's a fun movie. It is a fun movie. I would watch it again. But comparing it, I'm putting in the scale of Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, like, alright, Zero is the movie that shall not be named. <laughs> shall shall not be named. <laughs> Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory is 10. Right. You know, it's it has some good callbacks, um, but uh, it's just like it's not nearly as good. Um, and the songs weren't that great, in my opinion. Did it meet your expectations? Did it? Exceed I think, them? I think I lowered them so hard it did exceed it. Like it was it was it was a fun movie. Yeah, I would encourage people to go watch it. Yeah, and to save their judgment until seeing it. Yeah, it's just. It's not going to be a timeless piece like Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Mm. It will not be timeless. Mm. Also, again, making Wonka into this like comical person, and not like a good comical, like making him into like a joke, into like a clown with all these like little tricks that he's doing. When compared to Gene Wilder's Wonka, where he's more clever and more like sarcastic on like an adult level that people can appreciate. You have this guy, and like it's just I don't think that Wonka turns
1: into Gene Wilder Wonka. And there you have it. Eric Crail's rant, or not rant, but your like but, review yeah. of, of the movie Wonka. Um, man. Okay. Uh, well, first of all, if you've been with us now for an hour and a half. Close to it. Yeah, I really appreciate you guys. Um, for just sticking with us and listening to us two schmucks. Um, so as I was beginning to say at the beginning of this, I went into this movie with the lowest of expectations. Um, was expecting pure bullshit. Um, very Harry Potter, like British things that I'm just not into personally. When I walked out of that theater, I thought that movie was wonderful. I I really did. I was emotional. Um, I I personally loved the songs. Mm-hmm. I loved the soundtrack. I'm a soundtrack guy. So if you can get me to like the soundtrack of a movie, whether whether that be the score or the numbers with lyrics to it, um, you got me like sixty or seventy percent like reeled in. Now that being said, I do I do think this one had. I don't know if it was too many songs, but the way that it was presented was just kind of the style of the movie. Like this um, is an interpretation on the story that was slightly different. This is not necessarily Johnny Depp interpretation where it's just weird, Um, although there were there were some weird elements, uh, but it's not Gene Wilder like Willy Wonka-esque almost at all. Um, but I was still okay with that as I watched this film and, and the story that they told, like it was still believable to me. So I believe that this character that Timothy Chalamet, um, played was a younger version of Willy Wonka. So I still believe that he could have developed and evolved into the Gene Wilder character myself. Um, but I thought that the plot was good. I thought it made sense. I thought the songs were extremely catchy. Um, and I think the reason that I liked it so much is because I went in with such low expectations. Yeah. Um, if I had to give it a number, I'll be honest, man, uh, no, I do not give this movie a 10, but I do give it a nine. Like I, I'm a solid A minus, like nine. Um, I, I didn't have too many issues with it. The one just because plot-wise, right? If you give me a story where Superman can fly, and then in the next scene he can't fly. Like, I want an explanation for that, right? Yeah. So th- there were some little things where I was like, okay, well, that doesn't quite make sense. Uh, Noodle went to go steal some milk for him, and he goes, Noodle, number one, that's stealing. Yeah. And number two, I need giraffe's milk. So he already presented this thing like he wasn't okay with stealing, but then they went and proceeded to steal a giraffe. Also, and, like, and the balloons. And, and all
0: steal this- a <laughs> whole thing of balloons <laughs> yes, which from was the-
1: a vendor. You know, they, bar- yes. they
0: borrowed a giraffe. They brought the giraffe back. But they stole a whole thing of balloons.
1: Yes. Yes. Um, they,
0: stole, they, st- I mean, they stole the giraffe um, later. They borrowed, they t- took giraffe milk, but then to escape- That is
1: still theft. It is. And they also drugged the guy who worked at the oh, front of, they, the, then they of drugged, the zoo. And then, they so they the pris- and then they drugged the prison guard yes. later. So they're basically like, okay, so they're not okay with stealing somebody's milk off their porch, but they're okay with like breaking and entering- and one, then stealing.
0: One thing is, um, is like survival theft. We've talked about this before. Survival is like stealing, like stealing a loaf of bread so you can survive. Right. That's what stealing the milk would have been. He's okay with taking advantage of people.
1: Who care where he's got it? The point is he's
0: he got, got it. it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um. So I did have an issue there. Um. A nine is really high. I know it's really high, man. But I'm just telling you how I felt well, when Willy, I came out of the.
0: I know Willy Wonka and Chocolate Factory is ten. Yeah. You're giving Wonka a nine. I mean, I can, I, don't, I, don't... I can
1: just tell you that when, on my way over here, while, while doing some prep earlier in the day for our future episodes, on my way over here, I was listening to the soundtrack of Wonka. Because I, I like, the songs are in my head. I don't know what to tell you. Like, I, I thought they were very, I thought they were very good. Um, it, it, it is different. It is not the same as Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. I understand. So I guess what I'm telling you is like, I, I do admit that. I'm just okay with the different that they presented us. And you want to hear something crazy.
0: I just did already.
1: Well, here's another crazy thing. We started this podcast. Eric and I started this podcast asking ourselves the question, if you had to sit down with your children and watch a movie as their first movie, what would it be? And it was Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. I had the thought of this could be a movie that I take my son to for for his first movie, you know.
0: Well, it better not be because it better be Willy Wonka. I mean, you well, you've already sp- he's already sh- seen you Willy Wonka. Already, yeah, you already showed it,
1: though. dude. I have some video on my phone of Charlie, who is my youngest. Uh, it, it's a coincidence that his name is Charlie. He was not named after Charlie Bucket. He was not. But he was watching Willy Wonka last night and like singing the songs and like Jack, you know, in his like two year old voice. And then Jack was, like, quoting the movie with me, and he was saying, I said good day. I mean, so they're already into Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, but they've just not yet been to the movie theater, so I considered bringing them to see this.
0: Maybe maybe part of the problem I have with the songs is that they are very much a modern day movie songs you would need. The songs you have in the original Wonka, Willy, Willy Wonka movie are that of the time, right? they mm. not many, so there there is what three songs that are not sung by Oompa Loompas, no f- four. So it's uh, Candyman, yeah, uh, Cheer Up Charlie, yep. Pure Imagination, and uh, and I've got a golden ticket, right? Those are like the four, Kay. and then you have the then you have the Oompa Loompa songs, Yep. All those are like not not really grandiose per se, except for you know I've got a golden ticket, and they're all like not like these big productions like a musical, so. You know, it's I think that you know, I, I think you can appreciate them a little I definitely appreciate them a little more. I don't like the musical bullshit, but
1: Which I'm fine with, by the way. Yeah. If if you don't like musicals, and by the way, I'm not a big musical number guy either. Like, um it's just not really my my thing, mm-hmm. but I think uh, tying it into a story that I'm already interested in, like Willy Wonka, I, I was okay with it. Yeah. You know? If that means anything. So um I I went into this movie thinking I was gonna hate it, and I I'm just happy to say that I was wrong, at least for myself personally. So I enjoyed it. I
0: we we recommend. I mean, if you're listening right now, if you have seen it, I I know I'm gonna go see it again. I know that for a fact. Uh, we might go see it together, um, Ryan and I. You know, we planned that and we talked about that. It's just schedules didn't allow for that to happen. Uh, if you haven't seen it, go see it. I know if you know there's all these spoilers, but
1: i do recommend going to go see it if you're if you're listening to this podcast like our podcast as a whole but this one specifically especially this deep in you should go see the movie wonka uh take your kids it's very kid friendly oh yeah it's um i don't 100% i don't think family. there's any swearing i think i may have caught the word damn yeah at one point but um it's it is very fr- kid kid friendly and i think they would really enjoy it and i think you would too yeah um yeah, good movie, man. I, I mean, I know you gave it a 6, but that's still...
0: 6.3. Yeah. I reserve the right to up it later. But Which is fine. It, w- it, w- it won't go lower. Um, but it really is a, it is a fun, and it is a fantastical movie. Uh, it's definitely designed for kids. I'm not sure how much of that is adult in mind. I did, I did not mention my favorite joke in the entire movie, and it's such a small joke, is that uh, what the Chalker Cartel, I think Slugworth is calling the church to speak with like Mr. Bean and he's like, in the middle of the mast and he calls like the pulpit phone there's like a phone like in the pulpit <laughs> he picks p- it up yeah. he's like hello pulpit like like <laughs> who, like in the middle of mass like who does that like it's it's a stupid joke but i th- i thought that was funny um all right i think i think that, does that wrap up our review of it yeah yeah um, um we're on to a separate segment here um my sister, Audrey, uh, sent us, sent me and Ryan, full-on fledged Wonka bars. Uh, we will post it to our unfortunate uh,
1: X account. account.
0: We, again, we haven't done anything about changing that. I'm so sorry. I did take a picture of it. I believe you can find it on Amazon. Um, and we're going to open it up here. We have, I, I haven't opened
1: She sent it to me like a month ago. I've been waiting for us to rerecord record does does Audrey listen to this podcast? She does. Uh, major shout out! Thank you, Audrey. We really yeah. appreciate it. The, I mean, this is a straight up like Wonka bar, like just it, like this, in the original movie. What what we are opening up right now looks like the traditional Wonka. It's not the scrum diddly Umptious bar. It's not the moon pie version. Yeah. It's just your straight up Wonka bar. So what you're gonna hear is us <laughs>
0: opening up the bar. We we undone the wrapper. There's a silver outer uh, foil. We are opening if there's it. a golden ticket inside, I think there it, is. Does I it
1: think... go? Doo, 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 doo,
0: doo. Oh, I think we heard that sound in the Wonka movie too. Th- there were tidbits yeah. of
1: like Wonka songs and oh. sounds like all throughout the movie. Is and there, there a nice? is a golden ticket. Is there really? Yes. Oh snap! And there is, is a golden is, ticket.
0: And is uh, it's this, so it's the same exact. Uh, Golden Ticket uh, uh, Verbiage From the movie And for those who Want a quick reminder I'm going to do it In my very best (laughs) My very best Uncle Joe I'm sorry Grandpa Joe Yeah Wonka's Golden Ticket Greetings to you The lucky finder Of this Golden Ticket From Mr. Willy Wonka Present this ticket At the factory gates At 10 o'clock In the morning On the very first day Of October And do not be late you may bring with you one member of your own family and only one, but no one else. In your wildest dreams, you cannot imagine the marvelous surprises that await you. Charlie, we've done it! <laughs> I
1: was I was wondering if you were gonna go. Charlie, you've done it. <laughs> so
0: it's uh, it's pretty cool. This is a, a solid bar of chocolate. Feeling it in the package, I felt like there might have been like nuts in it. But it's like it's just Wonka. Um it's Wonka like edged, not edged out, but like formed onto there. It's like engraved into the chocolate bar. I'm about to taste it too. So yeah, here I you hope go. you guys like ASMR for some fucking reason.
1: <laughs> it's fine. It tastes like a Hershey's chocolate bar. Right? Hershey's? Hershey's. I, th- I, um, I will say that the
0: golden ticket does not make it taste terrible. But. No. Um, it's good though.
1: So. It says pack packed by the Willy Wonka Company with love. And then it has a website, WonkaMania123.com. Yeah, that can't
0: be official. Uh, <laughs> so the ingredients are milk chocolate. And then it goes there. Um, eh, all of it sounds like pretty good stuff. So Giraffe's
1: no. milk. What's that? <laughs> nice. Kidding. So, no, this is good, man. I like this. Yeah. Thank you again, Audrey. This is awesome. So uh, very cool. We've been waiting to do that.
0: We're going to have some more uh, candy stuff coming in the future. Um Stay tuned for our next episode. Uh, we might be revealing something else. But uh, Ryan, so right now, also listeners, uh, for those who you are tracking, um, I know this has felt like a very long episode. Well, surprise,
1: it's been our fucking longest episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, I thought this, <coughs> I thought this episode was going to be like twenty minutes. Well, you know, and then we just ended up going through the whole plot of the movie. We're so not gonna listen. Congratulations right, to us.
0: We're not going to dedicate. Um, Multiple episodes to this movie. We're just gonna do one episode, so that's it. We're not gonna talk about it again. Maybe not. We'll see. But stay tuned for some future episodes. um You got anything else, Ryan? Man, I
1: don't think so. No, no. But just just you know, keep on listening. Keep um, on keeping on. Subscribe to our X channel, our X uh, account. X channel sounds bad. <laughs> well, there's only one X in that. But anyway. At Podcast Wonka on X. Um, And also, like, subscribe, and send your friends. Yes. And just let them know. Please do. Um, There's no commercials on this, as you guys know. We're just doing this for fun. All right? That's it. And this is our halfway mark minimum, right? uh, Because we are officially at the mark where 90% of all podcasts fail. And And we're we're...
0: super dedicated to keeping it going. Yes.
1: So thank you for listening. Yes. And we will see you guys in the next one. Bye. Bye.